Hello and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Derek Strauss with Gavroche and we are partnering with the CDO Magazine in a series of interviews. And today I have the pleasure of talking with two gentlemen uh, based in Germany. Um, Regis Dea is the head of data quality at Zeiss Digital Partners and He's out of the uh, Enterprise Data Governance Department of Zeiss. And the second gentleman is Stefan Hilbert. Stefan is the product owner of data quality and observability. And he is out of the Enterprise Data Management team. So we have uh, both the data governance and the data management team uh, you know, uh, represented here. So uh, gentlemen, welcome. Thank you very much, Derek, for having us today. Uh, we're very honored and it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, Great. thank you. Great. So the topic that we're going to be covering is data quality, data quality. Um, you know, the observability side as well will we'll, we'll come into it. But, you know, it's a, it's a hot topic these days. And I think most of the people in our, in our audience um, will have had some kind of exposure to data quality projects, data quality tools, and, and the many conversations that are going on about things like observability uh, as well. So uh, I, I think this is a topic that, that our listeners are going to be very keen to, uh, to dial into. And, and just a note on that, we're going to be dividing this interview up into three segments. Um, so be sure to catch all three because that will give you the full picture of what we're going to be talking about. You know, the first segment is going to be talking about implementing data quality programs and in-house toolkits. Uh, the second one is going to be talking about the, the architecture side of things and dial, uh, we're going to dive into maybe a couple of use cases around that. And then the third segment, we're going to be talking about the future. You know, where do we go to in the future with data quality and, and data literacy? So, you know, a lot of information packed discussion going to be taking place across those three segments. So, again, to our, our listeners, uh, be sure to grab all, all three segments because uh, I think you're going to get great benefit from this discussion. So that said, uh, let's jump straight into you know, the, the first topic here on segment one, and that is you know, really just to, to understand a little bit more about Zeiss and, and the approach that you, you have to implementing data quality programs. And maybe, Regis, we could start with, with you. Yes, thank you, Derek. So, um... Zeiss is a long-established uh, manufacturing German company. We actually did celebrate our 177 years anniversary last week. And mm -hmm. uh, the company has evolved over time from its root in microscopy to other fields such as industrial metrology, medical device manufacturing, vision care, or semiconductor manufacturing technology. So as you can imagine, the vast amount of data that the company has amassed offers rich opportunities for analysis and exploration. And to make the most of it, a proper data quality program is essential, obviously. So how did we start uh, our data quality program at size? So basically, we 
kind of started from scratch, uh, Stefan and myself, about two years ago. And the first thing we did was to perform an uh, Aziz analysis to identify the vendor tools already in use in the organization, uh, the data quality enthusiasts from the business early adopters, and also to identify where the uh, pressing pain points are. And very soon we decided to adopt a, uh, to adopt a multi-thread approach based on three pillars, so the tools, the people, and the processes. To start with the tools um, for this data quality program, we had a, a great opportunity to develop our own data quality toolkit. And so we started with a, an already existing MVP. Uh, we'll tell you more about it uh, later on. And then we basically offered our services to all the running uh, digital initiatives in the organization. Uh, the second pillar will be uh, the people. So we started developing, obviously, an argumentation on the value of data quality, the cost of data quality, and we started evangelizing around. Um, so obviously, um, to be scalable, we also create some educational material uh, on the company's uh, e-learning platform. So the first course we created was a proactive guide to data quality, and the second one, uh, a data quality dashboard walkthrough for data owners and data stewards. Uh, to also address these people, uh, Pilar, we started a data quality community of practice and organized, we do organize regularly uh, an online event called the Data Quality Day to introduce data quality awareness and literacy. So we started in July and we'll have a second data of this Data Quality Day uh, uh, coming soon next month. We also decided to invite uh, external speakers to, to put some more meat to the bone, so to speak. Uh, so this data quality committee of practice is still growing and it's mostly be based on, on word to mouth. The last pillar would be the processes. So we lately completed an initiative charter that we drove within a company-wide data governance program. And this one, this particular initi initiative charter, so it was, um, meant to anchor data quality reporting and data quality monitoring across the organization. Uh, we also started nominating data stewards in context of a major enterprise-wide project that we'll discuss also later on. So in this multi-thread approach, um, I would say the tools thread is the most advanced. So far. Very interesting, very interesting. I, I like the approach. And uh, you, uh, one of the terms that you used there really caught my attention when you talked about data enthusiasts as well. I like that term. I've not heard anyone use that before. Uh, so I'm going to remember that one and use it myself in the future. Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, the other key thing that you mentioned was that, you know, you, 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 focused on the tools side in terms of building up your own toolkit. And, and I wondered a little bit more about, you know, why would an in-house toolkit be better than, than implementing a, a purchased toolkit? Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts along that, that line? Yeah, so that's a very good question. So basically in the organization, we need to connect more than 1,000 active source systems both wow. on cloud or on-premise. And we want mm -hmm. to be able to measure data quality along the entire data journey in a consistent manner. So what do I mean by consistent? We, what we noticed during our Aziz analysis 
is that if you compare to different vendors' tools, most of the time they will not offer the same data quality dimensions, for instance, or they will offer the same data quality dimension, but not with the same name. So we needed uh, a clear and common definition of dimension and aggregation methods for, for reporting. And um, so now we bumped into our uh, next issue, which is that there was no standard which really imposed itself when it comes to data quality dimension. But fortunately, uh, we found a great study from uh, Dama Netherlands compiling definitions from very different authoritative sources and that we use as an enterprise uh, reference. And besides enabling a common definition for dimensions, uh, an in-house uh, toolkit also enables a common enterprise-wide definition for aggregation methods. So there again, we look into the, into the uh, literature and we found great inputs from Dama France on this subject and also adopted a, a, a concept developed by Olga Maidenchik called the Data Quality Score that we integrated in our uh, uh, Data Quality Dashboard. So obviously an in-house toolkit also prevents you ending up in a, a vendor lock-in situation. And uh, it really fits well as well with size long-established tradition of craftsmanship, uh, where we really like to sweat the details and develop expertise in-house. Uh, but an in-house data quality toolkit also offers many technical advantages, isn't it, Stefan? So when we develop this uh, data quality toolkit ourselves, we have the freedom to tailor it to our needs. And uh, we want to have a toolkit that provides out-of-the-box data quality rules, but also allows us to create new rules that are very specific for uh, certain business requirements. Um, we want to have it perform well on small and large data sets, because sometimes we have small data sets, sometimes large ones. And we also would really like to integrate this into uh, various data processing pipelines we have uh, for monitoring, for filtering, for improving the data. And uh, to create uh, uh, results, outputs uh, uh, for various output channels that we use uh, for the data catalogs, uh, for ad hoc dashboards, or for other services that consume the data. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. You know, certainly with a, a huge um, background of or a huge environment, you know, ecosystems. The word I'm really looking for, a huge ecosystem of um, systems and databases all over the place um and and, and the, the deep history of, of your company you know with all of that data sitting out there um and the varied environments etc uh it certainly makes sense to to uh, focus on uh rather than a purchase toolkit an in-house toolkit um, so thanks for that explanation that, that makes a lot of sense well, I think that sets us up really nicely for maybe the, the next couple of segments that we're going to go into. So um, to our audience, uh, although we're going to wind up this first one, hopefully this is enough uh, to grab your attention and, and get you to watch out for the next couple of segments that are going to be coming up. So um, I think uh, we will see you in those.